You are listening to Social Media Decoded, a podcast dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and business owners simplify social media and thrive online. We provide actionable information that you can use and see results. I'm your host, Michelle Thames, and let's get started. Arthur May is a Renaissance artist and brand strategist born Gerard Marcus Williams in Newark, New Jersey. His artistic journey began at Miller Street School, where he joined the school's drama club and performed in several productions. In 2018, Arthur completed a media communication certificate program at a full sale university where he launched Afro and Love the Afro Love Chronicles, a social media platform and podcast to increase visibility and awareness. Since 2018, Arthur has been freelancing and assisting small teams and startups to bring their vision to life with copywriting, branding, and marketing, creative storytelling, as well as marketing campaigns. In 2020, Arthur launched Brandfather Strategies, where he helps CEOs communicate a clear brand voice online using branding, strategy, creative content to help turn followers into dollars. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Social Media Decoded podcast, the number one podcast to help you understand social media better to grow your business online. And I'm excited today. We have a special guest, Arthur. And in today's episode, we are going to be talking all about metrics and data and how you can leverage this via social media to grow your business. I know that there are a lot of people that may not necessarily like to look at the analytics, but in today's episode, we might get a little geeky with the analytics and social media. So I hope you are prepared for that. Um, It's going to be a great episode. So Arthur, thank you so much for coming on today. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor truly to be here in like such a round table, round table, round circle moment to listen to this podcast and to now be a guest. So I'm super excited. Thank you for opening your doors. I'm feeling great today. I'm excited to talk about numbers and metrics and social media with you for sure. Yeah, so for a little bit of background information, me and Arthur follow each other on social media, and Arthur has definitely been a great supporter of the Social Media Decoded podcast, but not only the podcast, also my brand on social media, so I definitely appreciate that, Arthur, and I love talking to other experts, and I did open up the opportunity for experts to sign up to be a guest on the podcast, so if you missed that on Twitter, you missed it on Twitter, because I definitely opened it up, and Arthur He was like, I want to be on there. So here we are. Um, Arthur, can you tell the people a little bit more about you, how you got started in social media and what you really love about social media? Yes. So how I got started in social media, I am a Gen Z. So I'm a Gen Z. I was kind of born with this. When I was a kid, Black Planet was a thing. And I remember it was kind of we weren't allowed to get on it so there was just this big like wonderment about people connecting in that way but 
that was still the tradition as I grew up and growing up in high school, I went to a performing arts high school. So I was a drama major and we use social media to <laughs> promote our events, to just, you know, live our own lives as creatives, as young artists. So it'd be a place to share music, share your dance moves, share your poetry, but also going and researching to following, you know, the, our favorite people and influencers and celebrities, getting the gossip, you know, following the YouTube and stuff like that. That's definitely how I got introduced. And throughout the pandemic, um, this COVID-19 pandemic, I realized that I really had a skill that a lot of people didn't have or it didn't come to so easily. And just the fact that brick and mortar businesses would now have to rely on this internet and digital space. I'm like, wait, I'm young. I know how to use this like the back of my hand. This could be a really, not just a lucrative space, but a, I can make a big impact on people who aren't as tech savvy as me, who, you know, don't have this experience with this technology and, you know, help them, you know, be themselves or show what they want to show. So that's really uh, has been my, my journey, just growing my own personal brand as a singer, a songwriter, now as a, a business owner and brand strategist, um, has been like really awesome and moving, growing faster than I ever imagined. So shout out to social media. It's, it's it for me. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. And I'm so glad to have a Gen Z perspective on the Social Media Decoded podcast. So I hope you got take out your pins and pads because of course it's going to be some gems dropped. I'm a millennial, so I did not grow up with social media starting out right so i do remember black planet i was on myspace i was in the aol mm -hmm. chat rooms Woo, i'm really like dating me. myself i think my i think my username was baby girl 151 baby girl 151 and i was in those chat rooms knowing i had no business being in the chat rooms but i'm dating myself so i definitely again, have been on the social media thing, especially when Facebook first started out. So I'm so excited to talk about this with a Gen Z perspective and really diving deep into these analytics because they're so important. So let's get right into it. I want to talk about first how businesses can leverage their analytics and data when they are creating content for social media and why that is so important. Yeah. Uh, Businesses can leverage their metrics and data in a few different ways. And it's like really easy. It might sound complicated, but it's, it's not that complicated. Leverage is basically just finding the, the features, the benefits, the, the good things about it, looking for those positive moments of it and seeing how can I use this and contribute to, to something bigger. So thinking about content creation, you the data and the metrics tell you what to post and when to post it. It's telling you like who's liking what at what time is it, is it doing really well and what place are people really reacting to your content or you know where they're coming from. So knowing that you get to make database decisions. So real quick, if I make t-shirts right and i want to make t-shirts that are directly for you know people in Newark where i'm from my community they're directly targeted for people in in Newark, New Jersey. I can look at my social media analytics to find out if I even have an audience in Newark. If you know, or it may be that 
10% of my audience is in Newark, but 50% of my audience is coming from LA. So if I want to make more money, if I want to get in front of the right people, if, you know, depending on the intentions of it, if it's not just a community thing, right? I'm going to go to LA. There's a bigger opportunity there. My numbers are showing me that my people are coming from this place. So I'm actually going to target them and what they know, the experiences that are unique to Los Angeles and the culture and lifestyle there so that I can, I can directly talk to them and impact those people versus just like making something up and putting like Christian quotes on the, the, the t-shirt. They don't want that. They want to be proud of where they're from in their community. No, I think that's so important too. And like you said, you may live in Chicago, right? But your target market may not even be in Chicago. So it might be a good idea if you live in Chicago and you're targeting Chicago that's where I'm from. So maybe what if you don't have people really following you from Chicago? That might be not good for you, but that's why you want to check your analytics to see like where your target audience is. For me, even on this podcast, the number one metrics where people live, they are located is in Chicago. So that right there tells me that I'm doing my job as growing my brand, letting people know where I'm from and where I'm located, because that helps me not only like get speaking engagements where I'm from, or if somebody's right. having an event, it's so many different opportunities for you to leverage the data. So right. definitely take note with what Arthur said, because if you are in Newark and you are you think you have a base in Newark, but you actually have a base in Atlanta, you might have to tweak your strategy. Yes. Right. Yes. I love what you were talking about, too, with the sponsorships, right, or like getting getting brand deals and brand partnerships. That's another way that you can leverage your data. Um, for example, let's say now that I'm the T-shirt company, right, we're going to keep the same flow going. And Michelle is an influencer, which she is. And I know that her audience is mostly women. She was a natural hair influencer. So I know if I'm going to make an Afrocentric T-shirt or that celebrating black. Blackness, Black History Month is probably now when you listen to this podcast. So connecting with someone who I know, then their audience, just looking at their looking at her comments and being able to see the black women faces in there, this might be a, a cool, uh, not even a cool, but an aligned collaboration to to go forward with or to pitch because my what I, who I want to reach is black women who are into natural hair and positivity and self-love and celebrating their blackness. And I found this person who they fit that they, they serve this audience of those people anyway. So that's like getting in alignment with those bigger brand deals or not even bigger, but just brands and collaborations across period, knowing that data and being able to say, Hey, I have this amount of people showing up and clicking and, you know, viewing and watching and sharing this type of content. And I think this would be a really aligned opportunity for us to collaborate and maybe make money or, you know, share reach, build brand awareness, so on and so for it. No, that was really good. I hope everyone took notes because that was like a gem. Like you could pitch that to somebody and like say, hey, this is what I want to do. Right. So I love that. I also want to touch on really quick some trends. Right. Because Instagram mm -hmm. actually came out with a new report and it's all based on like Gen Z and oh, teens. I know Michelle got that new news. Yes, on, got the new news. So <laughs> Instagram has said and I've if you guys follow Adam on Instagram, he has been saying a lot in his content that Instagram, they're gearing their new features and their updates on teens, Gen Z, right? And creators, okay? So being a Gen Z, knowing about trends, 
what I want to know is for business owners, and this has to do with data too, looking at the, the data and the trends of what's going on in like the world and being able to create content around that or implement it in your content strategy, right? Gen Z is big on trends. So can you tell us how and why you think that business owners should definitely be have their ear to the streets when it comes to trends? And I think that Gen Z is definitely the generation that is setting a lot of the trends that are on social media right now. Oh, it's important to not, it's like essential. Remember the pandemic first started and the the buzzword was essential, essential, essential. Keeping your ears to the street is essential. Like knowing what's coming up, knowing what opportunities are on the horizon is super important because one, you get to like stay ahead of the game. You get to prepare, you know, before and you get to, that really makes you be an authority in the marketplace. If you're the person, like I just, said, like, I disagree with you for coming with the new information. When I look to you as an authority and your audience does as well is when something I expect to learn new things about social media from you. I trust you when I get the opportunity or when I have a client, which I have already done to work with you or that's in alignment. I want to go to this person because they're an expert in it and they like they know what they know when to make that next move, though, a big part of, you know, having a business is not to be just like anybody else is not to run it the same way as other people. So keeping those tapping into the trends and understanding like right now that the mini vlogs are popping on TikTok, you going to, you're going to skyrocket your engagements, maybe not magnetically, maybe not magically, but you're going to stay in alignment. So important. You're going to stay in alignment with what people are currently looking at, what they're searching for. It's like, it's making me think about SEO, right? You're going to stay right on a, right in the atmosphere of what people are currently laughing at or crying at or upset about. So if you use that with your content, not only do you get to put your brand on, but you get to show people like I'm hip. I know what's going on. I'm actually like not giving you content from two years ago, from three years ago, from old webinars, I'm actually like caught up to what's actually happening and I'm innovating or have an innovative, you know, mindset in the space. No. Yeah. And I think trends, while some of them may work and some of them may not work for your brand. I think that, like you said, the mini vlogs, I mean, everybody's doing it right. Like, and I know I heard some people on social media, like they are tired of seeing this. And I just want to talk about that too, real quick. Like people may be tired of seeing these trends and tired of following them. It's the hours and hours song right now. that Absolutely. You're going to just keep scrolling and see it. But I want to say this, especially with the mini vlogs. Nobody really created this, if that makes sense, right? Who really created vlogs? People have been doing vlogs for years and now it's on Instagram because Instagram has reels and it's a short form video and people have found a way to make vlogs in short form video. So why are we upset that people are being creative? They may put their own style on it. I don't think that anyone in particular came up with this I'm going to create reels and it's going to be a, <laughs> it's going to be a vlog. Okay. So right. again, with the trends, it may be for you. It may not be for your brand, but at least try and test it out to see if it will work. That's what we're talking about. Looking at the data because you're going to have to continue to test and repeat and test and repeat. It may not work. 
but two weeks is not enough for you to say that something didn't work. Just like Arthur said, I have made it my duty to give the latest social media information. That's why every Thursday on my feed, you see the latest Instagram update, whatever Adam comes up with. I got my post notifications turned on for his page. Why? I'll be like, damn, she on it. <laughs> yeah, I have the post notifications turned on because it's part of what I do, right? I want to be the first one to tell you guys about it. I want to be the first one to tell my membership about it. I want to be the first one to tell Instagram. I'll go live. And then I also make another piece of content too. So that's an example of using the metrics and the data and what's going on in the trends to be able to create this new type of content for my business. Now I know that it's working. I've looked at my analytics. I started it off as a carousel. Now I do them as reels. But when I started doing them as reels, I noticed, oh, look, people are sharing, saving it more. I'm getting more likes and comments. Maybe I should just do a reel and a green screen from now on. And that's what I've been doing. And it's been working. So look at the data. The data doesn't lie. Okay. So yeah, I want to. I, I just want to piggyback or veggie back for the vegans yes. in the room. Okay, let's veggie back off. You were talking about switching from carousels to reels because of the likes and the comments and the saves and the shares, right? So what is? I want people to know too, like what's happening when in the algorithm. It's understanding that in the algorithm, while we want engagements or while we even put call to actions in our captions or our copy we want people to do things to interact with the content because when you do that the algorithm sees it and it's like okay this is popping this is lit they like what michelle's talking about and we're going to show it to more people so you can do a small little thing and make a comment or like somebody's post it's like a very small piece of yourself to give but it will help us get in front of our people and more people and spread our messages and make more impact that's you know help us help you okay and help the community Yes, help us help you. I love that. I love that. So that's a good a, a good segue into the next thing I want to talk about. Some do's and don'ts when it comes to analyzing metrics and data, trends. What are, you know, some things that you've seen your clients do well or what are some things that you're kind of like, "Oh, we need to revisit this some some do's and don'ts when it comes to leveraging data and metrics when it comes to social media." Mm-hmm. Let me start with the don'ts. Let's start Ooh, with the okay. do's. Okay. Don't First, don't be oblivious to what's happening in your data. Too many times, one too many times, I have been the first person to like have the insights conversation or go through the data and metrics, even in like Shopify back office and the email marketing and Instagram. Sometimes, you know, the Facebook ads looking at that analytics. Sometimes I'm the first person to bring it up or to talk about it. And that's like too late. When you get to the point when you're talking to me, you're ready to hire. So you just now talking about data with the person you're ready to hire. It's like, no, no, I need you to you can come to the table and help the process along by actually knowing what's going on, knowing what you want to produce or do more of, you know, so don't be like oblivious and not even know how to access it. Like, no, (laughs) learn how to access it and and learn how it works. Don't ignore it, which means like post things and not even pay attention to it. Um, it, This is different from just being oblivious and not knowing at all, but don't just like post blindly and just not even use it at all for, you know, you just doing whatever you want to do. Like, no, no, (laughs) let's actually make a database decision don't be afraid of the data don't 
Don't get intimidated by the words that are there, the vocabulary or not knowing or not really understanding how you can make this impact or the fact that, you know, some people are afraid of being popular and being successful. Don't be afraid of going viral and, and having those big numbers. Like that's your proof. That's your impact right there. Be proud of that. And I would say, don't sell it too. <laughs> don't sell your data. Don't sell it to people. Don't sell it to companies. Don't sell people's emails. Don't buy an email list. Um, you know, because you're not going to really get like engaged or don't buy followers either. It's not that um, it's not that uh, deep, y'all like y'all can work. But what you want to do is you do want to track it. You do want to invest to understand what's happening and what's going on. That might be getting someone certified to look at your data. That might be you getting certified and taking some courses about it. That's just you getting familiar with what's happening and do leverage it. Do use what's happening there. Even if it's 1,000, 3,000 accounts reached and it's not 10K or five figures or six figures of engagements, you're not getting a million views on stuff. That still matters. There's still somebody out there with a business or a message or some type of vision that you could help them with or you have the platform to provide for them. So don't count yourself out or think that you're not making a big enough like impact or having enough numbers. Like if 300 people, if, if 30 people like one of my posts and 15 people like the other one last week, I'm happy. That's great. That is, that is good. So, you know, what I said, what's the dues? Um, <laughs> track it, invest in understanding it and leverage that data for sure. No, and I absolutely, the don't buy followers, we say that here on the Social Media Decoded podcast all the time. Do not buy followers. And I'm so glad that you said that realistic numbers, right? And I think that a lot of business owners may look to social media and want these really, really big numbers when that may not necessarily be, you know feasible for your business right now. Maybe, you know, you're just starting out and you're not reaching a lot of people right now. Mm -hmm. But again, like you said, 10, if 10 people comment or 10 people DM you, that's still 10 people. So you need to take advantage of that. A lot of people stress the big numbers, but of course you're going to get there. But if you're doing organic social media, which is what I talk about on this podcast, 99% of the time, I know I do have a few episodes where we are talking about ads, but this is organic social media. It's going to take you some more time to get to where you want to be. So I'm so glad that you said about those small numbers. Um, I do want to talk about some, like the major key things that businesses should do when they're looking at their metrics. Like what are the key things that they need to pay attention to and always utilize or go to when they're leveraging and looking at their metrics? For sure. Uh, We were talking about this a while ago, looking for trends. So when I'm saying looking for trends, not just like, oh, everyone's using hours for hours and hours, but looking at trends in your data by saying, when I use music on a video, I actually got a hundred more views or a thousand more views. When I, when I just did my voice as a voiceover on the reel, I, um, I didn't get that much or I got way more saves and shares. So, so be consistent and look for trends in your, in your data. Um, you also want to, uh, pay attention for like major rises and like the peaks and valleys. Right. So you want to pay attention to when something just like pop off, like, Oh snap. Like I just, I remember one time you posted a reel and it got like 10 K like super quick. And it's like, okay, I know we was on the back end analyzing what was going on. What was the lighting? What was the sound? How, 
long was the was the reel too so look for that look um for that information track it write it down keep it in a safe place don't just depend on it being in the computer because guess what computers could die or break or fail you know instagram goes down sometimes and we have no access to that data we don't own it so this one will be need our email lists and text lists and stuff like that so that's definitely one thing check for your downloads your link clicks you want to pay attention to your reach and impressions those are you know save shares reach impressions like link clicks link clicks those are the most important metrics um for us before and if you like a podcaster you want to of course uh, downloads listens those are super important for you to leverage and pay attention to to figure out what you can do to get more or you know to to you know collaborate get a someone to advertise on your show or something like that no, I love all everything you said. And especially, you know, when it comes to the key things that you're looking for. And I, I love how you said lighting and things like that, because those are things that we don't think about. Like, why did my reel get 10,000 views? Was it because of the lighting? Was it because of the time of the, day, of the day that I posted? But if you're not tracking these things to continue to create content, it's like just like we started off saying that the numbers don't lie. The data doesn't lie. So use that data that you have to really figure out, OK, it might have been the lighting on this video. This is what they like. Let me post this again. Or it may have been, you know, the the way that you put the words on the screen or the way right. that you transition. So really take a look at that and utilize it to your best ability, because we want to work smarter and not harder, not just be creating content for the heck of it. We really want to create intentional content that's valuable and that our audience really likes. So thank you for saying that, because I didn't even I didn't even think of that. I'm like, oh, yeah, duh. Look at look at, you know, the lighting and see if that works. So I hope I hope you guys took notes because this has okay. been was it a such a great episode. Video? Was it a time lapse? Was it in 2x speed? Three, you know, I've been seeing a, a major, just a, a big gem right here too in my reels. Um, I don't I wish I could remember where I learned this tip from, but it's for short form video, TikToks, reels, YouTube shorts. If in the first three seconds you don't make some change or move or be different or have some kind of prop or something because this gets people attention. You see me, but now you're going to be paying attention to this cup that I have in my hand now, you know, using that strategy, that strategically placing things in, in the video and curating the content to get a certain type of impact. So I think people be like, what's a, what's a strategy or versus a plan and stuff like that? Strategy is like all of that thing, being extremely intentional about what's happening um, in the content or in the in the implementation of something to get a specific result. Yes, that hook is what's going to bring them in. If you yes. don't have the hook, if you don't have the stop the scroll, yes, it, it's not, you know, your content may not. And that's for any piece of content. You want to stop the scroll. That's what is going to help people, of course, find your content, right? So if you're doing reels, you that people have short attention spans. So you do want to make sure that you're telling them, hey, this is what I want you to pay attention to right away. So I'm, I'm so glad you said that. Oh my goodness, Arthur, this has been such a great episode. I'm so glad that we got the chance to geek out and talk all about some... Some Gen Z views, which are, of course, all in alignment with what I think as well. But just to get, you know, another opinion from the Gen Z, because we, you know, the millennial, the Gen Z. I mean, but I'm not I'm not real old. Child. I'm, I'm a I'm an 80s baby. OK, all 80s babies check in on this podcast. OK, I know you guys are listening, my 80s babies, but we had a Gen Z on the show today. So, Arthur, can you tell everybody where they can find you, what you have going on so they can follow you on social media and keep up with all these amazing 
amazing tips that you shared today. Yes, yes. So you guys can tap in with me on Instagram and on Twitter at iFatherBrands, all lowercase, no spaces, no underscores, or nothing like that. Just the I, the letter I, Father Brands. Now I'm the grandfather. Um, and uh, what's coming up for me, you can catch me on Twitter Spaces. I have a new uh, show coming out on Twitter Spaces with another uh, social media strategist. So t- check out, it's going to be called Soul Food um, for CEOs. So it's going to be super fun. And it's, and it's for the, the, the Black people. It's for us, by us. And it's for business owners. And, you know, we're going to be talking about all things social media and business and life, too. So, you know, tap in with me on Twitter and Instagram. Get on my uh, newsletter, My MacBook Makes Me Money, which is uh, super fun. Just spilling the tea about running a business, you know, all the stuff that we complain about all day. You'll get in the newsletter. <laughs> yes. And all of that information will be available in the show notes. You guys definitely want to check out Twitter Spaces because Twitter Spaces yes. is popping too. Um, it is a audio only um, space that Twitter has. So definitely check it out. I'm, I'll be checking out your new show. I love that. Um, I'm all about, you know, anything that can help us continue to grow and develop as business owners. So so glad that you guys are putting that out and make sure you guys check out, definitely check out the um, newsletter because we all definitely want to make money from our MacBooks. So I think that I love that um, your title of that. And I think that that is so creative, but yes, everything will be available in the show notes. Thank you, Arthur, so much for coming on today's episode. We really appreciate you. I'm so grateful to be here honestly this is the first podcast of the year so let's keep it keep it coming i'm going on a world tour okay yes so you guys you're welcome so you guys stay on the lookout for arthur's world tour okay period that might be what it's called too let me write it down yes manifest it Thank you so much for being a listener of the Social Media Decoded Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in into today's episode. I hope that you got some gems. If you got some gems, make sure to tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames and share those gems with me. I cannot wait to talk to you all in the next one.